Brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, good morning as we come together for worship today. Welcome to Bethany Lutheran Church and Early Childhood Education Center. Obviously, we're not in our, our sanctuary. Uh, I'm under quarantine uh, for a COVID test as I was exposed this last week. So I'm uh, leading worship for us at my home, and uh, we'll have uh, Sam and my wife Sue light our candles for us as we come into the presence of the Lord. As they're lighting our candles for us, as these lights remind us of the light of the world, Jesus Christ, who has come into the darkness of our sin and death, of disease and pandemic, we uh, celebrate the life that we have in him. And you'll see behind me, uh, this is not our our Christmas tree. Well, it's going to be our Christmas tree. It's our Thanksgiving tree. Uh, We we needed something to kind of help us uh, celebrate this time of year, even in the the differences of, it's, of what it's going to be like with uh, the pandemic. Uh, we needed a little boost for our spirits, and so uh, we put up our, our Christmas tree, but are calling it our Thanksgiving tree, as we first this week give thanks to the Lord on, on uh, Thursday, and then head into the Advent and, and Christmas season. So, my friends, we come together this Christ the King Sunday to celebrate our lives in His kingdom, under His reign. Let's do so in the name of our God, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, who allows us to be his children, his people, the King's people. Amen. Amen. As we come, let's gather in the words of the psalmist. Come, and let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let's come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all gods. In his hand are the deep places of the earth. The mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his. He made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. Alleluia, alleluia. So, like the psalmist, let's join our voices together in song, shall we? Crown him with many crowns. Let's come together and sing. Crown him with many crowns, the Lamb upon his throne. Hark how the heavenly anthem drowns all music but its own. Awake, my soul, and sing of him who died for thee. And hail him as thy matchless king through all eternity. Crown him the Lord of life who triumphed o'er the grave and rose victorious in the strife for those he came to save. His glories now we sing, who died and rose on high, who died eternal life to bring and lives that death may die. 
Amen, indeed. That's the risen Lord that we know as our victorious King. Christ the King Sunday marks for us the end of the cycle of the church year where we have celebrated the whole life of our Savior Jesus Christ. His incarnation in his birth at Bethlehem, all the way through that celebration of the light of the world in Epiphany, as he displays his, his, uh, his godly, godliness, his divineness, uh, through the miracles and, and teachings and, and announcing his presence to the world. We move through Lent, and then, of course, with Easter and this Lord's uh, 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 Good Friday of the Lord's sacrifice and, and Easter of his resurrection, moving to Ascension and, and Pentecost, and then the long season of Pentecost, in which we celebrate his Spirit's life among us as his people. Jesus lives and reigns as our King in eternity. He will come again one day as our King to make all things new in his kingdom. Until that day, we live in the midst of the threat of death. We live under the condemnation of our sin when that sin goes unforgiven. And so, in the joy of who we are as God's people, he invites us to repent of our sin, confess it to him, and be assured of his forgiveness. He is our merciful, our loving king, and he desires for us to be in his eternity forever. Friends, we know this truth from the scriptures. As the Spirit tells us, if we say we have no sin, we are only deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. So together, we join our voices and confess. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. I am a sinful human being, and I plead guilty before my King of all sins. I have lived as if God did not matter, and as if I mattered most. I have not honored my Lord's name as I should. My worship and prayers have faltered. I have not let his love have its way with me, and so my love for others has failed. There are those whom I have hurt, those whom I have failed to help. My thoughts and desires have been soiled with sin. In the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, I repent and seek his forgiveness. Amen. Thank you to Sue and Sam for joining with me in the, the singing of the hymn and confessing our sins together as you shared your voice with us as well. So the Lord who is gracious and merciful, who loves you and me with an, an, an unending love, who's called us into his kingdom by his grace through faith, allows us to know again that goodness that's ours in Christ the Lord, Jesus our King. Jesus who died for you and me to forgive us our sins and rose again and ascended on high to take his place at the Father's right hand. He is the Lord, the ruler, the king of our lives. So know, my friends, that as your pastor, in this joy and privilege of my office, I proclaim to you the entire forgiveness of your sins in the name of our saving God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as together we say, Amen, Amen, Amen. And we share this joy with each other. The Lord, brothers and sisters in Christ, the Lord be with you.
And also with you. And I thank you for sharing that greeting with me as well, as we live together as God's people in his kingdom. Those of you who are joining us, uh, maybe for the first time, those of you who are joining us uh, as guests and visitors, maybe repeating uh, this celebration with us uh, at Bethany on, on Sunday mornings, welcome in the name of Jesus. And those of you who are, are connected with Bethany, as we uh, know one another, even though we're, we're physically distanced right now, even though our worship schedule has shifted from in-person uh, to uh, virtual online only because of uh, the rising in numbers, uh, because of the, the loving of God and caring for one another that we want to be a bold witness to, we welcome each other into the presence of the Lord and the joy of his redemption in this Christ the King Sunday. Sue and Sam are going to help me with the readings today. So I'm going to scoot out of the way and uh, Sue is going to share with us the first reading. Welcome, Sue. We thank you for sharing with us the word of the Lord this morning. We hear the word of the Lord in our first reading from the prophet Ezekiel, chapter 34, verses 11 through 16 and 20 through 24. In an image similar to the language of Psalm 23, the Lord God speaks of his people as sheep and himself as the shepherd. He promises to bring his sheep home under his care and to judge those not of his flock. The first reading, beginning at verse 11. For this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them, as a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them, so will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries, and I will bring them into their own land. I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel in the ravines, and in all the settlements of the land. I will tend them in a good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. There they will lie down in good grazing land, and there they will feed in a rich pasture on the mountains of Israel. I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the Sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays, I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak, but the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says to them. See, I myself will judge between the fat sheep and the lean sheep. Because you shove with flank and shoulder, butting all the weak sheep with your horns until you have driven them away, I will save my flock, and they will no longer be plundered. I will judge between one sheep and another. I will place over them one shepherd, my servant David, and he will tend them. He will tend them and be their shepherd. I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David will be prince among them. I, the Lord, have spoken. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And Sam, why don't you come in now and share with us the second reading for us this morning. Go ahead and take a seat. Welcome, Sam. Thanks for uh, sharing with us the second reading. Uh, he's going to share this from his talker, so we're getting that set up as, uh, as we go ahead and, and have the reading. Our second reading from the Word of the Lord is found in the Apostle Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. 
as to us. In chapter 15, verse 20-28, through Christ, we have life. He was the first who was raised from the dead. His kingdom will reign forever. The second reading beginning at verse 20. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in turn, Christ, the fierce fruits, then, when he comes, those who belong to him, then the end will come, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after he has destroyed all dominion, authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. For he has put everything under his feet. Now when it says that everything has been put under him, it is clear that this does not include God himself, who put everything under Christ. When he has done this, then the Son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him, so that God may be all in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. And thank you, Sam, for sharing with us that second reading as we hear uh, the uh, the good news of the Lord in the gospel reading for us today. Let me just adjust here a little bit and uh, share with you from the Apostle Matthew in uh, chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. Throughout the gospel of, of Matthew, Jesus has been teaching and announcing and illustrating to us the kingdom of God. Here, in this account, when Jesus returns in his glory, he will sit on his throne... He will separate people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. As Jesus quotes the prophet Ezekiel, which you heard just a moment ago, this is all reminiscent of that prophetic word. So let's begin at verse 31. And Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right, and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. And then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes, and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes. You did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. Well, they also will answer, 
Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? And he will reply, Truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. And then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. My friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Indeed, that gospel, that good news, has called us and claimed us in the kingdom. And so we proclaim the truth of the kingdom that we know and belong to. We use the words this morning of the Apostles' Creed. Come, join your voice, your faith, as we confess together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. Amen, friends. If you have your scriptures with you, your Bibles there, go ahead and and join me in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Uh, We're going to look at the, the second reading that Sam read for us today in verses 20 to 28. Welcome this morning in the joy and gladness of our life in the kingdom under our King, Jesus. Christ the King Sunday, as I mentioned earlier, is the final Sunday of of the church year. In fact, next week, next Sunday, we'll be starting what we call a new year in in the kingdom. That is, the marking of time in the coming of our King, the life of our King, Jesus Christ. So today is that celebration where the king and his kingdom is exalted and raised up among us. We know that this king and this kingdom is not of this world. So to look around and see how other kings in the past history, or even current rulers reign, is inappropriate, right? It's not fair. It's not, it's, it's not truthful for us to compare what we know on earth as compared to what we know in, e- in eternity. So, that's why we need the word of the Lord and this truth that speaks to us concerning this king. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 20 to 28, we're given a description of two things. One is the characteristics of our king, who he is, and what it means for him as our king to be king. And the second are some activities that our king's reign, what that, what that might look like under our king's reign, what, what he does. Out of those characteristics of who he is, what he does. So, let's, let's go to the word of the Lord and, and hear about this and how it applies to our lives. Let's start with verse 20, alright? And we're given here a characteristic of our king. The Spirit says to the Apostle Paul, to the church, but Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. He is the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. The characteristic, the first characteristic, perhaps even the most important characteristic that marks our king, 
is that he has been raised from the dead. This is our Father's will for him. This characteristic of him who has been raised from the dead, Jesus, who is the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep, this characteristic of him gives him the right, the authority, to rule as king in the kingdom of God. He is the first fruits of those who have risen from the dead. Friends, this is where we, we gain the understanding, that, that truth, that in his kingdom, we who will rise with him are uh, offerings of this first fruit of life that he gives to us. When we talk about giving of ourselves in our lives and our living, and particularly in the resources of stewardship and management of his kingdom, we talk about our tithes and our offerings, which, which, which we know today in our culture, in our society, is the expression of finances, money, right? We talk about our, our, our giving of ourselves in first fruits. That is, it follows in the footsteps of Christ Jesus, who was raised from the dead, now to be king, he is the first fruits of you and me who also in him will rise from the dead. So offering ourselves in the financial stewardship as his people, offering our finances as first fruit, reflects then that life that we've been given, that joyful expression of life within his kingdom, a life that he gives to us that now we want, we long to be a part of, and then to express in our own life and living. That characteristic of Jesus, who is alive, flows then into the activity of who he is as our king. And in verse 23, we'll skip to verse 23, uh, we hear of that activity. Christ, the first fruits, like we've just talked about, then when he comes, those who belong to him. So the characteristic of Christ our king is that he is alive. Death has not conquered him. He has conquered death. And that characteristic flows into our lives where that activity finds that we too will be raised with him. This is the sovereign reign of our king. This is the kingship of him, of who we know is alive and reigns and rules over us by his grace through faith in our lives. And these are the characteristics and the activities of his kingdom that we know among ourselves and even through ourselves. Now, Paul would go on to the church in Corinth and give some more of this defining of the characteristics and the activities of life in the kingdom of our Lord. Let's go to verse 24. Then the end will come. When he, of course Paul's talking about Jesus, hands over the kingdom to God, that is the Father, right? Uh, and after he has destroyed, he'll do this, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. So it says that the end is going to come, and that when he comes, Jesus will have first destroyed all dominion, authority, and power. And then, after that, Jesus will hand over the kingdom to God the Father. For after all, the kingdom belongs to our Father. 
Jesus is the king who rules, and when he returns to make all things new, then he'll hand that kingdom over to his father. But first, he will destroy all of that which has, has plagued us, the dominion of, of power and, and, and darkness. He's going to destroy all of that, our sinfulness, the curse of our sinfulness, uh, and, and, and make a spectacle of that. And of course, how does he do that? Well, he does that on, on the cross. He does that uh, through, through, the, through crucifying, uh, giving himself in servanthood unto death, allowing himself to be crucified uh, for the punishment of our sins, so that even Satan, our arch enemy, might think that he has the victory. But Jesus, who was the first fruits raised from the dead, proclaims that victory over the, our enemies, the dominions of, of darkness and, and of death, the condemnation of our sin, so that we too might then have life in his kingdom. Now, Jesus gives to us an example, uh, a, a, an illustration of, of what his return will look like when he ushers in the kingdom. He does that in, in Matthew chapter 25, the gospel reading, where we hear about a shepherd separating, separating sheep from the goats. And this is reminiscent of, of Ezekiel's uh, prophetic word, that, uh, speaking about the, the king coming. And one of the activities that he will do is separate sheep from goats. Early on in, in my ministry, I was asked about this, and it made me ponder and think about this in, in ways. And I was asked the question, what's going to happen on Judgment Day when Jesus separates the sheep from the goats? Isn't that typically how we view that day when Jesus comes, as Judgment Day? Hasn't Judgment Day, though, already happened? When Jesus returns again, better for us to think about this as separation day. For judgment day has already taken place. Jesus was judged for us in our place, in his death, in that crucifixion, when our own Father in heaven would turn his back on the one and only Son that he sent to save us. And Jesus bore the curse of our sinfulness in his death so that we might live in him. Judgment has already happened. And so when Jesus speaks in Matthew 25 in this way, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. When Jesus speaks this way, he's speaking about the activity of the kingdom being manifested in our lives because the characteristic of the king... His salvation, his new life, has already been put into us by grace through faith because he's already faced his judgment. And because he's faced his judgment for our sin, we too have faced judgment. Separation day between sheep and goats is simply the expression of the activity of the king's life in us in these days. But and, and we ought to say, right, thankfully so, that Judgment Day has already taken place because if we were judged by how we cared for the least of these brothers or sisters in mind, we would be condemned in our sinfulness. We've failed miserably at times. Lots of times, thanks be to God, 
We've cared for one another in the way that the king, his characteristics in us, his life in us show in that activity. But, but many times we fail miserably. Thankfully, judgment day is already taken place. And, and so when Jesus returns again, we know we're forgiven. We know where we've ma- failed miserably in caring for the least of these. That's been taken care of in the cross of Christ. And in his resurrection, each day we have a new opportunity to live that activity of the king out. When Jesus comes, he's simply separating people who know him from people who don't know him. And the activity of the king shows that we know him. And we do. Paul would go on then, and as as this unfolds for us, thanks be to God that he's already taken the judgment. We know this to be true in the truth of the scriptures. Since death came through a man, that's, that's Adam, right? And we join with Adam in the curse of our sin. Well, the resurrection of the dead also comes through a man. And that man, his, his uh, man is capitalized because this is Jesus. In verse 22, we know that as in Adam all die, uh, we in Adam die. So in Christ, the first fruits of who, he who is made alive, we will be made alive. So our calling as his sheep, Our calling as his people in his kingdom is found in the very characteristic of his grace given to us, shown to us, raised up within us by his resurrection as uh, as our king reigns. We live then in and by this grace as his sheep in his kingly activity made known to us in an active living faith. Again, the Spirit lets us know of this in verse 25 of our reading. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet, and the last enemy to be destroyed is death. The mark of the destruction of death declares to us that the reign of Christ has come. And isn't that what Jesus did when he was risen from the dead? He put to death our death by his life. And he is ruling and reigning over death as our king in the characteristic of his kingly rule by grace through faith in our lives. And his activity is made known. That activity that speaks to us that we don't have to fear death, brothers and sisters. I've had a few days to ponder that. As I've been at home, living under quarantine because of being exposed to a, a, a positive uh, COVID uh, person, uh, that, those thoughts of, uh, what if I test positive? What if I get sick, really sick with COVID? What if, I'm hosp- what if I die from COVID? As many in our country and, and many in the world are, are facing difficult, challenging days of illness and, and even death, and, and families, even in our community, are saying goodbye to loved ones uh, while their their loved ones are dying in the hospital. They're not able to say goodbye as as we would like. Uh, we mourn, we grieve with them and for us. But the activity of the King in our lives, as I've freshly, newly discovered, and and I want to share with you today in the joy of of who we are as God's people in His kingdom, is that we don't have to fear death. Yes, we grieve. Yes, it may be sad and hard and difficult for us. And we might find ourselves walking through that valley of the shadow of death for a period of time in that grief. 
But death does not have to be something that's fearful for us. It's not. Because death brings us into the eternal kingdom. Death has been destroyed in the resurrection of our Lord. And so we get to live out then the calling within his kingdom without fear. This kingly characteristic of Christ Jesus within us, even as we face death daily, pandemic or not, we live in the joy and hope of Christ Jesus in you and me. Again, hear that characteristic of the king living within us. As Paul says to the church in verse 28, the son himself will be made subject to him who put everything under him so that God may be all in all. What is that kingly characteristic that though we face death every day, we have the privilege and the opportunity to bear that characteristic of the king to the world? Well, as we find in Christ Jesus, it's that characteristic of servanthood. Jesus, who took on flesh, human flesh, and emptied himself, becoming nothing, even who gave himself over to death on a cross, and as his Father willed to raise him to new life. So that characteristic of his life lives in us, which moves us to be, as in Christ, as in our King, a servant. This is where that characteristic, then, of of servanthood flows over into the activity of our King, uh, into our lives. Again, reflecting on what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 25, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Isn't that, my friends, the ultimate kind of submission to the King? To give of ourselves unto one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, Jesus says. That word that Jesus uses there, Adelphoi, is the the plural word meaning brotherhood. Many times we take it to mean brothers, sisters in Christ, and and that's that's fine. That's a narrow reading of this word, but we have the responsibility within the church to care for each other as brothers and sisters. One of the marks, however, of the church, the early church, was how the unbelieving world saw the Adelphoi, the brothers and sisters of Christ Jesus, loving each other, caring for one another. And they wanted to be a part of that. Jesus speaks here of our brothers and sisters, carrying with it a larger picture of all people who are, Jesus says, mine. And so in Christ the King, we understand that brothers and sisters also means, besides the brotherhood in Christ Jesus, all people. For all people are under the reign of Christ, whether they know it or not. Right now they're living as goats. But in Christ Jesus, they have the opportunity to be his sheep. And we have the opportunity to bear witness to them so that they might be sheep like us, bearing the name of Christ the King unto eternity. Brothers and sisters, this is where then we find the larger picture of what we're called to be in Christ Jesus. Where Jesus would say in Matthew chapter 22, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And love your Adelphoi, 
your neighbor as yourself. The characteristic, the characteristics, the activity, the activities of our King Jesus, who has called us into his kingdom, into the very place of eternity that gives us an identity these days and when he comes back to make all things new. Jesus, our King, whose characteristics define you and whose activity also is working within you. Bless you and bring you into that joy of life unto uh, of life everlasting unto the promise of the king who has called you to be his even in these days friends go in the joy and peace of Christ Jesus our savior our king amen let's pray our heavenly father thank you for giving to us your one and only son and in him, we belong to the Adelphoi, the brothers and sisters of Christ Jesus. Like the Spirit who was speaking to Paul in the church in Corinth, to us who are alive today. We know of the characteristics, we, we celebrate, we give thanks for the characteristics of our King and his activity that marks us as his people. And we rejoice and celebrate that those characteristics are marks of our lives as well. And that we have the opportunity to share in the activity of our King to the world. Father, as we live in these challenging days, we live in the joy and hope that's ours in Christ Jesus. For you have defined us as his own. To love you with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, as Jesus did. That characteristic of who he is as we are in him. And to have the opportunity to love neighbor as ourself. That great activity of faith that shows itself. To do to the least of these of mine, we do unto Christ the Lord. In Jesus' name, bless us, be with us, as we celebrate our life in your kingdom. In Jesus our King, amen and amen. May the peace of God that passes our understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, unto life everlasting. In his name, my friends, amen. We have the opportunity to, again, give of our, of our first fruit offerings unto the Lord. Uh, we're not going to be able to do that in person in the, in the church through the offering plate. You're going to have to uh, have the opportunity to either mail in your first fruit offerings or to use the online services on our website or through your bank. You may uh, use electronic banking as well. So, friends, as you have the, the joy and the privilege of offering your first fruits unto the Lord. We do so because Christ Jesus is our first fruit, the one who calls us alive into his kingdom, for which we give thanks. Amen. In our prayers this morning, we want to raise unto the Lord's hands these particular prayers. First of all, we want to give thanks and praise with Chick and Judy Randall as they celebrate their 58th wedding anniversary. Congratulations, Chick and Judy, and, and many more as the Lord continues to lead and guide you uh, in his kingdom as husband and wife and, and as a family as well. Normally, we'd be uh, celebrating with those flowers that you uh, gave unto the Lord today for us to enjoy and worship. We hope that you enjoy those flowers at home and with your family. We want to praise the Lord also and give him thanks for B's uh, continued recovery and Barbara's continued recovery, for Nancy's recovery from hip surgery, Jamie's recovery from uh, a broken tailbone, 
We celebrate Karen Ca Karen's return home uh, after uh, breaking a hip and having surgery for Hal's recovery after uh, falling and um, and injuring him his his uh, his rib for my father's recovery uh, from the ablation. Uh, all all good things that are being known in these these brothers and sisters of ours lives as as they recover. We also join uh, in prayer with our sister in Christ Sarah for her grandmother Betty. Betty is finishing her treatment uh, for lymphoma. We've been praying for her and giving thanks for that good news. We also join with Sarah's other grandmother, Marcia, who uh, we've been praying for concerning healing from sepsis. Uh, this was uh, she has been been healed from that, and uh, uh, while while undergoing treatment, she was diagnosed with a reoccurrence of breast cancer that's spread now to her kidney and to her hip bone. She's going to be uh, Marcia is going to be having her kidney removed soon, so then treatment for breast cancer can, uh, can begin. So we pray for Marcia, of course. We pray for our sister in Christ, Lori, who uh, will, be, will be, be becoming unemployed soon because her company is being sold, um, but we know the Lord is already going to be preparing a, a job for her and, and care for her husband, Orville. May you know peace, old uh, Lori, in, in these days. We also join with our brother in Christ, Orville's, uh, Orville, and his brother, uh, Norbert, uh, his brother suffered a heart attack uh, this last week, and so we pray for healing and recovery for Norbert. Norbert lives in the state of Washington. We join with our our sister in Christ, Cindy, as uh, we pray for her younger sister, Jennifer, is uh, had 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 colon uh, surgery on her colon for colon cancer, and some other medical issues there as well as recovering, which we're we're grateful for. Her cousin Donna has been diagnosed with melanoma, and we pray for her recovery as well. So we join with, with Cindy for her family. We join with our sister in Christ, Corinne, for her husband, uh, Bill, passed away uh, early Sunday morning. We didn't even know that news last week before we gathered for worship at 8.30. Uh, we found that out between our worship services. So uh, to let you all know that Bill stepped into eternity early uh, last Sunday morning, uh, we pray for our sister in Christ, Corinne, in these grieving days. We pray for the brother of our sister Kay, whose uh, brother Randall suffered a house fire, and as they're uh, putting the pieces together of all of that now with the uh, devastation of, of not being able to live in their home, we pray for peace, and thank you for your generosity as you've uh, given to Kay on behalf of her brother Randall. And of course, we pray for all those who are su suffering and struggling because of the coronavirus. We pray for our member who uh, tested positive and is suffering right now with the illness of, of COVID. We pray for their recovery and the blessings in their life of the Lord. For all of us who were exposed because of that, we pray for our uh, continued uh, recovery or blessing from being te even testing positive. For all of those who are hospitalized, maybe recovering at home. For all of our frontline workers, we lift them into the, the hands of the Lord. Come, friends. Now let's lift our hearts into the Lord's hands as we pray for all of God's people according to their needs. Coming in before the King in Jesus' name, our Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessing of coming before your throne this morning in prayer. You know the cries of our hearts, Lord. And while we join together under this one voice praying for us now, so our hearts, our spirits cry out to you for the longing and the desires of what, of what are on our hearts and minds and your spirit interceding for us. Father, we begin this morning in the celebration and thanksgiving of being able to recognize Jesus as our King and our life in His kingdom. We thank you and praise you uh, for, his, for those very characteristics of our King uh, being known in, in our lives 
as we are claimed in your kingdom and for those activities that help us show that Jesus uh, is our Lord. So be glorified, Heavenly Father, as we as individuals and we as your body of Christ proclaim Christ is King. We join in praising you, Lord, for the blessings of our lives as well, uh, with Chick and Judy as they give thanks for their 58th wedding anniversary, for their relationship as husband and wife and brother and sisters with us in the Lord. Bless them with many more years, O Lord, of, of joyful marriage and life together as a family. Father, we give you thanks and praise for the joy also of of being one with the fellowship, uh, and as we enjoy these uh, individuals among us, we continue to pray for each other as members of your kingdom. Today we raise into your hands our sister in Christ, Alice, and for Ken and Abby, for Rich and Sheila and their daughter Alyssa, her son Truth, and for the Richard and, and Sheila's daughter Carter. Father, we pray for Marcia, and we pray for Brad and Vicky as well. Thank you for these individuals and for these families, for these marriages, O oh Lord. Bless and keep them, we pray, as we give you thanks. Father, thank you for the blessing of our early childhood education center and the joy of, of serving our community through our, our school. We thank and praise you, Lord, for those among us who have committed themselves to serve in leadership roles on our ministry team. Today, we pray for Arlene and Janie and Diane and Pam and Bethany who serve in this capacity. Thank you, Lord, for their leadership in this way of, of, of helping and serving our Early Child Education Center. Lord, we want to raise into your hands this day also our school because we have two parents and a staff member, well, two parents who have tested positive for COVID and one staff member who has been exposed to a positive uh, person and is under quarantine. So we pray for your blessing of, of protection and healing, O oh Lord. Healing for those people and protection for our staff and for this ministry, O oh Lord. Bless, we pray. Father, we, we also give you thanks for your hand of healing over the lives of B and, and Barbara and Nancy and Jamie and, and Karen and Hal and, and Gordon. We praise you, Lord, for blessing Sarah's grandmother, Betty, with uh, finish, finishing her treatment of lymphoma. We pray for your hand of healing over her grandmother, Marcia, now as we'll be um, having a kidney removed so that she can uh, undergo cancer treatment. Bless, we pray, with healing there. We thank you, Heavenly Father, with, with Lori and Orville for your provision already for a new job for her as, as she might care for her family. We pray, O oh Lord, for Orville's brother Norbert as he recovers from a heart attack this last week. And while they're far away from one another, that they might know the love they have for one another in Christ Jesus, our Savior. We pray, Father, for Cindy's sister, Jennifer, recovering from colon cancer surgery and some other medical issues. And we pray also for her cousin, Donna, diagnosed with melanoma and her recovery, Father. Father, we pray for, for all of those who are grieving the, the loss of loved ones, whether it's from COVID or or uh, uh, the coming of, of death in, in life, Lord, just in the, in the kind of normal activities of, of, of living here in a broken, sinful world. We pray for Corinne, O oh Lord, as she grieves the loss of her husband and ask for your blessings over her in these, in these days. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you would give her peace and bless her with the, the, the knowledge that you're walking with her through this time of the valley of the shadow of death. Father, we pray for Kay's brother, Randall, who is uh, putting his life back together now after a house fire. Thank you for the generosity of our spirits to be able to, to care for him in these difficult days. Father, we pray for 
um, of all of those who are, are serving on the front lines of, of caring for COVID patients, uh, for those who are exposed daily in, in high-risk occupations. We pray for, O oh Lord, our own member who uh, has tested positive and is suffering now. We pray for your hand of blessing over them, that they would recover, O oh Lord. And for all of us who were exposed and are waiting test results, Father, give us wisdom to love you and, and love one another as we do what we, we need to do in those activities that help us show that we are your king, your king's kids in loving you. Uh, and so help us, Lord, to, to undergo this time of, uh, of worshiping online virtually with, with patience so that we might keep each other protected, that we might uh, continue to wear our masks as inconvenient as that might be, uh, that we might con- continue to practice uh, safety and in, in hand washing and, and hygiene to keep physically distanced right now. Father, we know that this time will pass. And while it's difficult to move through right now, this, is a, uh, this will be short term. We trust you for that. Uh, and that we'll be able to uh, return to some normalcy in, in, in due time. You know when that's going to be. So we trust you. And we live in your kingdom as, as those trusting people. So Father, we pray. Oh Lord, for our, our military and our emergency and our law enforcement personnel who are, who are uh, continuing to serve uh, in your kingdom on those front lines of providing for our, our, our nation. We pray, O oh Lord, for the leaders of our country and for your wisdom to prevail and, and for, that, for you to keep them safe as well. We pray, O oh Heavenly Father, for all of those who don't yet know you, that as you define by your word, the sheep and the goats, that you long for all people to be sheep of your pasture, of your kingdom. Help us, O Lord, to get that good news of your salvation to all of those who don't yet know you. We pray especially for the chosen people of Israel, that they might know Yeshua HaMashiach, the King has come. His name is Jesus. So do you, O Lord, be the praise and the glory for these prayers and, and many more that we raise into your hands. For the mission of our congregation through our quilting ministry that allows people to know the good news. Thank you for Judy and Rhonda's leadership in this, that as quilts are shared, as personal care kits are given across the globe, the good news of Jesus is shared with them as well. Thank you, Father, for the joy of hearing us and and, uh, being able to lift these prayers into your hands. Thank you for allowing us to call upon Jesus, our Savior, even in the boldness now we pray, as he has taught us. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, and thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, Children of the King, people of the kingdom of our Lord, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord look upon you with his favor as you know his peace in these days and until life everlasting. And may you celebrate your place in his kingdom. Jesus is King because the Lord is risen. He has risen indeed. Hallelujah. One more time, let's join our voices together, shall we? Crown him with many crowns. Let's join in singing verse 5. Crown him the Lord of heaven. 
enthroned in worlds above. Crown him the king to whom is given the wondrous name of love. Crown him with many crowns as thrones before him fall. Crown him, ye kings, with many crowns, for he is king of all. Crown him with many crowns, as thrones before him fall. Crown him the king to whom is given the wondrous name of love. Enthroned in worlds above, crown him the Lord of heaven. Crown Jesus Christ with many crowns, for he is king of all. Oops, I guess I had a couple slides in there that weren't meant to be in there, but we sang along anyway, <laughs> for Christ is king, my friends. Amen. Amen. Let me share just a, a few announcements with you. So, we are back to virtual worship. 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings, we uh, are back to our virtual live streaming. So, uh, uh, we hope to get, I hope to get back to the sanctuary with our musicians once I'm out of quarantine. I, I hope I get a negative test back, of course, and, um, and can get back into the, the, uh, the sanctuary for virtual live streamed worship. Um, so, that's our hope, and we'll look forward to getting to that, uh, back to that soon. But we are no longer able to do in-person worship, so uh, back to uh, so our eight thirty and eleven o'clock in-person worship is suspended indefinitely, as well as our Thanksgiving worship, our Christmas Eve and Christmas Day worships. So, what it's going to look like from now on is that our worshiping time, our daily devotion time, our Bible study time, our Advent time is going to be uh, virtual, as we have uh, opportunity to connect with one another through social media. So 10 o'clock, Monday, Tuesday, uh, Thursday, and Friday, we'll continue with our daily devotions. Thank you to all of you who participate in that. If there are some of you who would like to be a part of that, please let me know, and I'll put you on the schedule for you to be able to be a part of sharing our daily devotions. At 10 o'clock on uh, Wednesdays, this Wednesday, we'll finish up our Bible study on Matthew chapter 6, uh, Jesus giving to us the Lord's Prayer, our Good Shepherd teaching us to pray. And, uh, and, Matt, and Psalm 23, where Jesus uh, is praying the Good Shepherd's Prayer, uh, in, in, as we're discovering that. We'll finish up our Bible study this Wednesday. The following Wednesday, we're going to be uh, joining together in Advent, and our Advent Wednesdays will be at 10 a.m. live, but you can also pick them up, as you can, our daily devotions and our Bible studies. You can pick them up on YouTube or Facebook at any time, because they will be recorded as well. Next, I should say this coming Thursday, which is Thanksgiving, we'll share together in a 2 p.m. Thanksgiving devotion. I'll bring that to you. I don't know where that's going to be yet. It may be from my home. It may be in the sanctuary of the church. I'm not sure yet. But join us at 2 o'clock for a Thanksgiving Day devotion. And I'll look forward to being with you then. We also, we'll, we'll still have our 10 a.m. devotion, but we'll have a, a special 2 o'clock devotion as well on Thanksgiving Day. And then, of course, Sunday worship at 10 a.m. next Sunday, virtually for the foreseeable future. So keep each other in prayer, encouraging one another, keep uh, each, uh, build, building each other up as you are doing, 
uh, through your email uh, conversations, you're sending cards, calling one another, keeping each other uh, informed as best you can. Uh, if you know of somebody who does not have email or does not have access to social media, if you can help them in any way uh, possible so they can stay connected, that's great. Those of you who are joining us as guests and visitors, you know you're always welcomed here, and we'd love to have you. If you could shoot me an email so that I might know who you are and be in conversation with you, I sure would like that. My email is pastortb at bethanylcw.org. You can find my email email on our website and access me there as well. That's pastortb, as in Tim Bowman, at bethanylcw.org. Friends, Go in the joy of the Lord. We celebrate our life in his kingdom. We are his kids, his king's kids. We are sheep of his pasture. We are brothers and sisters in Christ the Lord. In Jesus' name, have a joyful week, a joyful celebration of Thanksgiving, and we'll see you again soon. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.